Welcome to day 66 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Numbers chapter 28 through 30, with a focus on chapter 30, verses 1 through 2. Moses spoke to the heads of the tribe of the people of Israel, saying, This is what the Lord has commanded. If a man vows a vow to the Lord, or swears an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. And this is a reminder of how serious our words can be, how powerful they can be, and how binding they should be. God takes vows seriously. In fact, there are severe repercussions from breaking a vow in Scripture to the point where to make one and, and then not follow up with it is, is quite an offense. And this got me thinking about our world and our culture. See, God expects us to be sincere and truthful and follow up with what we say we're going to do. Um, it's funny because in the New Testament it says, don't swear on God, don't swear on the earth. Uh, simply let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. And this is a a reminder of the importance of integrity of our words and the seriousness of of what we say and what we do. Now, a vow in particular um, was often associated with, God, if you do X, then I'll do Y. And often it might be a sacrifice or giving a portion of the spoils uh, to God, or it could be an assortment of things. But often a vow made towards the Lord was, if you do X, I'll do Y, or I'll just do Y because you're the Lord. And it got me thinking about uh, marriage vows in particular and how we as the church, as believers, um, there is an importance to those words. We, we make a vow, a pledge before God to another. And, and the modern day ones that we have are, you know, in sickness and in health, in good and in bad, for richer, for poorer, for better, or for worse, right? And the intentionality of, I think, why those have become, you know, the traditional vows is because it's a reflection of my pledge to you, my promise to be true and faithful to you exclusively, is not going to be swayed by circumstances, whether they be temporary or long-pressing ones. And the world sees these as simply words. They're things that can be broken, they can be shifted, they can be explained away. But the the concept of a vow in Scripture, and even in traditional literary devices, it's binding. It is is more than just simply, oh, well, I said I was going to do it. It, it, It's a pledge. It's it's almost tied to, to your very self. And what's, what's interesting is, is we are meant to be the example and to lead the way uh, in this. And one of my, uh, I won't say one of my favorite authors, but, but a well-known author, Ernest Hemingway, was attributed with this quote, which is, Always do sober what you said you'd do drunk. That will teach you to keep your mouth shut. And while I don't subscribe to his lifestyle or, or really any of the things that he would advocate in a lot of ways, this is one of the sayings that I thought was powerful because it, 
kind of echoes scripture. In other words, do what you say you're going to do, regardless of the circumstances in which you made the promise. Right? Hemingway wasn't by any stretch a believer. <laughs> uh, and his lifestyle wouldn't reflect anything that we would probably uh, promote as uh, exemplary. But, but even he understood the importance of integrity, of being true to your word. And so how much more so should we be? How much more so should we be people who can be relied on? You said you were going to help someone move? Do it. Doesn't matter if you lost the feelings to do it, do it. You said that you would cover someone? Cover them. You said you're going to pray for someone? Pray for someone. We should do the things we say we're going to do. Because we should be an example to the world of the importance of integrity and truth. And often we'll, we'll look at the things that we've promised to do and we'll say, well, the circumstances were very extreme when I made that promise. And the whole point of, of this scripture verse, of you must do everything that proceeds out of your mouth, is because there was an understanding that usually a vow is made in a situation of stress or of panic or of desperation. And God wants to hold us accountable that regardless of the situation to be integral. Why, like Hemingway's quote is, is essentially saying, you know what? You should do the really hard things you promised to do when you weren't in your right frame of mind because it'll either, one, teach you the importance of integrity or, two, teach you to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> And I think that there's also some wisdom to that. Hey, you know what? You don't think you can follow through? Then don't make the promise. Don't make the vow. It's integrity, right? Yes be your yes. No be your no. And it's something that we need to plug into the source to continue to have. God, give me the strength to do what I said I'll do. God, give me the wisdom on how not to let this situation cause me to say or do something reckless, right? That's the other side of it is, you know, learning to endure and walk through those difficult moments with God. Because sometimes we we make promises or vows in a hope to have a, almost a simple way out. And essentially when, when we learn to do what we say, one, we understand the weight of our words and our promises. Uh, but two, we also learn, is this something I'm going to regret agreeing to later? And it it requires a discipline of thoughtfulness, of sincerity, of discipline. And those are all wonderful things that we should continue to build on and, and work towards. Let's be integral. Let's do what we say we're going to do. Let's show the world the power of truth. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.